Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Chris Deco. He's the CEO and co-founder at Targeting Think. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. Great to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Chris, why don't you start and tell me a little bit about yourself? Ooh, it's a big one. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, to keep things really simply, I'm, uh, I'm in Seattle now in the Pacific Northwest, but I grew up in New York on Long Island. And uh, I'm in the Pacific Northwest now for about, oh, coming on almost 15 years. Uh, we thought it would be one year, but here we are, you know, 14 years later. Um, okay. And yeah, I mean, through that time, I've worked at several different companies, large, small, um, doing very different functions. Um, but yeah, I've been with targeting for almost about three years now. Wow, that's fantastic. So tell me more about Targetings. Targetings. Um, so it's a content marketing platform, right? It's actually evolved quite a bit over the last three years, for sure. Um, you know, Targeting started out, I wasn't part of the original founding group. It started out in 2014 um, as a platform that was able to automate a lot of the social media and messaging distribution for larger publishers, you know, publishers, that had multiple editorial teams, different time zones, different languages. And what the team realized was that they were doing a lot of manual tasks over and over again, and that much of this could be automated, saving them time, not having one person have the keys to the castle, things like that. And, you know, it was going really well for a time being. Um, we have, you know, several, several uh, large publishers that are that are still our clients, Deutsche Welle in Germany, Global Voices, RFE, Radio Free Europe, Radio Free Liberty, um, you know, major, major brands that are using it to to really streamline their distribution. And then you know, fast forward a little bit prior to coming to Targetings, you know, I had spent almost nine years with a company called Tiger Oak Media, and they're a, a U.S.-based media organization that produced about 30 to 40 magazines um, a year, brands across the U.S. and bridal lifestyle business meetings and conventions. And when I left there, I had heard about targeting just through some mutual contacts here in the Pacific Northwest. And I said, that sounds really cool. I have the publishing and the media background. These guys are doing some cool tech for it. Let me see what this is all about. And that's kind of how it started for me. And, you know, we've since pivoted quite a bit. We're still working with several publishers, but we've, you know, we've, we've pivoted the platform to be much more um, approachable and usable by SMBs. Interesting. So talk to me a little bit about that shift. So a couple of things. Part of it was technology related in the, in the changing times. Some of it was market related. But, you know, when you look at a business model, if you're creating something for just large scale publishers, there just simply aren't that many out there anymore, right? Because the media landscape has changed so much over the past decade and we kind of looked at this and said, look, if we, if we need to keep this, this, this brand, you know, viable in this, in this ever-changing market, we need to diversify, you know, um, our client base. And we really did a lot of soul searching and, and thought about this and said, well, why is it just publishers, right? What are we at the core? Targetings is an efficiency tool, right? It's a, it's a distribution tool. And there's a lot of smaller businesses that they're not marketing experts. They don't have, you know, uh, expertise in, in marketing distribution, even tools, or they just don't have the resources to do that because they're wearing so many hats. So we said, well, you know, let's look at applying 
a simplified version of what the original platform was for SMBs, where they can now create automated social media campaigns for themselves. And most of the time using content that they already have, their testimonials from their website, their products, their people, things that are good to keep a baseline of consistent content out there. And that's, that's kind of, you know, that's where we are now. Um, And, you know, we had to do a lot of retooling on the platform to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, you know, the goal is to streamline the process. Am I hearing that right for, for these small, medium-sized businesses? Absolutely. Well, we really looked at, you know, kind of what, what are the, what are the biggest pain points for SMBs, you know, and it's not all SMBs, but just at a, at a very broad scale, you know, what, what are the pain points? Most of the time it's that I don't want to have to keep figuring out what to post or keep thinking about it. It's hard to keep finding content, especially where the, the sources are constantly changing, um, and, you know, it, a lot of SMBs have a lot of turnover too, right? With, you know, on their small teams. So we're going, okay, we don't want to have to keep recreating the wheel. Let's have, you know, kind of the the ownership understand, like we could just put targetings to play here. And then as people come in and in and out, mm-hmm. we're not going to, we're not going to lose any momentum or any steam. And that's kind of how we took the approach of what is what are the talking points? What are the pain points that we're solving for a lot of these small and mid-sized businesses out there? And then, you know, through several of those conversations, other than just the automating of, of your social media, you know, kind of content, we realized that a lot of small businesses, and, and actually this came from pu- local publishers here, but we, we applied it to small businesses with that they work with other businesses all the time right? Um, it, it takes a village, right? So then we kind of got into the saying, it takes a community. So we built what we were calling these community set of features on the platforms where businesses that are currently working together or would like to work together more could do so in a much more collaborative space on the same platform as automating their social media or portion of their social media. And so all that came into play. And that kind of then started to lead our, our go-to-market strategy as well, by finding businesses, structures of businesses where they work together already, like chambers of commerce or associations and their SMBs. So they need some some help in, you know, streamlining their their marketing efforts. So the the platform really kind of checks a, a few boxes for them. That's really interesting. And when you're talking about SMBs, is there a specific industry that you tend to see targetings working with a little bit more than others? Um, we don't see that there would be any um any need to really differentiate on who is the ideal client on there because mm-hmm. it's less about the product or the market. It's definitely more about the size of the team and what they're trying to accomplish. Okay. Now, if you, I mean, basically it has to fall in line with if they're using social media to begin with, right? Because mm-hmm. if you have, if you have a brand, whether it's B2B or B2C, but if you have a brand that just doesn't have any public, you know, kind of facing persona to it, then yeah, mm-hmm. this, it, this isn't for you, right? You need to actually be getting your brand out there and having conversations on social um, so it really isn't industry specific, mm-hmm. um, but also, you know, we've, we found that it works best with, with organizations that do have some content to start with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, small, small businesses, a lot of the times they have Google reviews, Yelp reviews, testimonials. Um, they want to tell people about their team. They may have videos that they created with interviews like this. That's all really good content to mm-hmm. keep your brand out there in front of people and don't be afraid to reuse good content, you know, after a few months, right? You don't have to keep recreating the wheel, especially as all the AI tools have come out now, you know, creating content has become more efficient than ever. So it's like, use those tools, put the content in targetings and kind of set off a, a you know, an automated distribution 
strategy that's going to keep your business kind of in front of people as you get creative, as you interact with your audience, as you think about new markets and, you know, new ways to, to reach your, your, your customers. Yeah, no. And it's so important. You know, I think it was a Gary V quote that said, you know, if you're not producing content, you're essentially dead um, as a company. But that those are my words, you know, paraphrasing from him. But, you know, walk me through when you're talking about collaboration within these communities, walk me through what that looks like. Sure. Um, a good example. So we were, we were working with a, a media company in the Pacific Northwest here. They own about five magazines, right? Locally, travel, lifestyle, business. And they had an official partnership with the local uh, NBC affiliate here, the King Five, right? News station. And that sort of stuff happens all the time, right? And this is just a one-to-one kind of business relationship where they're official magazine partner, they're our official news partner. So early on, I asked their editor, you know, how does that how does that partnership work? How do you decide what you want them to help amplify on your behalf? How do they let you know what they need help with, especially when it comes to social, because that's where they're doing a lot of these conversations. And it was clear that it was clunky. You know, it was emails back and forth, possibly texts, you know, saying, hey, we shared this. Could you could you pump this out? Can you share it? Can you like it? That kind of stuff. So we looked at what targetings had as a foundation and said, you know what, we can if we just do a little bit of, you know, kind of shifting of some of the features and the way that the platform is built, we might be able to to meet this need right here. So that's how it came across. So basically, you know, uh, Premier Media Group, which has the magazines, invited King Five to join their community. And when they and it's free, they just basically log on and activate, and they connect their their business social accounts. So within that community feed, then they can each see everything that the other business is posting across Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram with no algorithms and no ads. So you never miss anything that your key partners are posting because if you're just relying on your newsfeed, you're going to miss a lot, right? The algorithms don't work like that. And you don't want to search multiple networks. You don't want to have to go to multiple pages and go see what they're doing. So we've we've aggregated it all into one space. Brilliant. And then, you know, on top of that, those relationships are typically usually just more than we want to see what the other, you know, the other partners are posting on social. And we want to share it on our channels. There's usually maybe there's campaigns that are, uh, you know, in common. There's events that they're both working on. Well, in the communities, there's shared images, shared video folders, shared media libraries that can all be related to that particular reason for the partnership. And then all of those tools, that marketing toolkit for that partnership is all just a click away from sharing across your, your mm-hmm. social networks. And then, of course, you can do some automation on top of that. So we've basically removed the friction to those types of partnerships. Yeah, that's brilliant. And talking about, you know, what differentiates targetings from its competition, would you say one of the ways is that that building those communities for collaboration? Would you say that's one of the ways that targetings is able to stand out? Yeah, I think it's a common, it's a unique combination of the features that are on the platform, right? There, there are a lot of social media tools out there that are that are you know really effective. You know, Hootsuite, Buffer, Sprout. There are a lot of things that are out there. But for us, when we looked at it, we said most SMBs don't need to dive so deep into a lot of the features that these guys do, and they also get very expensive pretty quickly. They're also heavily manual. Yes, you can schedule things, but they don't get automatically scheduled, right? You can't just dump stuff into a, a folder and say every Monday pull from this add these you know, CTAs and this set of hashtags on it that you've pre-thought about, um, that's where targeting comes in. And then when you layer on top of that, the community's functionality, it creates a really unique partnership, a really unique set of features that, again, for us, we think that small businesses would really benefit from. 
um, because they're trying to do so much right in a small mm-hmm. space and you know partnerships matter so you know if we can find ways to help businesses partner with each other more effectively then we're all for it Yeah, yeah. And I think that's so important too in the world of how quickly things move, especially social media, making sure you're aligned. It sounds like, you know, that's a that's a huge piece. Sure. And you know, one of the new market concepts that we're that we're testing, actually, and just you mentioned it, it kind of got my my light bulb off, is it could be a franchise model, but it could be also businesses that have maybe multiple contractors, even sales teams. So social selling has been so important over the past two years, Mm. right? So if you are a, a brand that has a you know, it doesn't have to be a small sale team. It could be, a you know, 15 to 40 people that when your business has a voice, a brand, you know, that they're putting out through their, their corporate pages and you want your sales team, especially on LinkedIn, if you're in the B2B space, to basically amplify that, to utilize it and to, for them to position themselves as an expert in this space, which would then build some credibility and trust with the clients that they're going after. Well, we see the targeting to be a a really cool tool for that too, because the brand, as opposed to having a community amongst your other external businesses, your community could be your sales team and your sales organization. So right in there, here's all of our sales and marketing materials. And with there, corporate's going to put out social messaging. And then that those posts can actually show up in your sales team's inbox, which then they can just click share. It'll open up uh, the targeting's platform and they can just share as is, or they can edit the messaging, but it allows them to not have to think about how do I, how do I have a consistent voice as myself, as the salesperson, as the rep for this business, mm-hmm. let the company that has the, you know, the, the, the larger marketing budgets that's putting an effort into creating this content, right? Right. For me, you guys create content, right. That then could be used in, in many ways. Now, just think about if you guys are creating all this great content that the headquarters puts out, the sales team gets access to it and then can amplify and share on their own. They don't have to think about what am I going to talk about this week? What am I going to talk about next week? You know, corporate has figured some of that stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's 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 remove the friction to having the sales team be able to utilize it in a more efficient way. So it's the same set of features, same set of functions, but just a different application of why it's useful. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, from, uh, like you said, kind of a headquarters position, you're paying, you know, great people to create this content. Why not allow them to do what they do best and help the sales team, you know, continue to spread that word. Like you said, build trust, build credibility, um, and have even more of a presence online in a personal sense, as well as the company as well. Absolutely. And not that it's, you know, should have anything about, you know, worrying about turnover. But if I'm if I'm in the shoes of that, those the, that sales team, right, if you're if you're in biz dev, and you are not necessarily new in your career, but you are looking to position yourself, if you have some experience here, in a lot of the time specific niches. And what that means is being a representative of the company that you're working for, but also you, it's your personal brand. And if this is something that is important to your career, And even if it's with the current company or the next one, this will help them brand themselves as an expert in this space and and elevate, you know, their own exposure out there um, to to future employers, you know? So again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uses for it. Yeah, that's fantastic. What would you say the most significant misconception in the industry would be right now? I would think that uh, cost. I think a lot of the times, because you know, if there's any most small small businesses haven't really looked into a lot of these tools, um, you know, they they might have like a 
you know, a free trial on Hootsuite or Buffer for a little bit. But then when you start looking at analytics and you start wanting to to tap into more, you know, features and functions, it can get significant really, you know, really fast, hundreds a month. And I think because the major players have such market share and exposure there, um, that the misconception is that almost all these tools are going to be expensive. Also, just the way that tech seems to go, it's it's very odd. You know, you you have a lot of in the B2B space, the same set of tools could be 10 times the cost in the, you know, the B2C space. They do the same things a lot of the times, but it's just the market that they're going after and the price and sensitivities of that. So I think price is a common misconception. And I do think that people have to really dive in and check it out and do trials and, and have somebody try to, even themselves, try to understand what am I trying to accomplish by maybe using a tool or even going down this path of learning what's out there first, Mm -hmm. because a tool is not going to solve a bunch of problems for you. If you don't really have a grasp and a, you don't have to have everything finalized, but just a clear goal of what you're, you're hoping to accomplish and be okay with changing that strategy and the execution along, along the way. Um, I guess that kind of leads me to the second one is so it's cost and also the misconception that you have to have everything figured out before maybe you're you're going after and trying to build this strategy. And that's that's hard to do because a lot of people that are in, you know, these positions are perfectionists. They want everything to be really buttoned up and be perfect for the brand before anything sees the light of day. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself and you kind of had to take a step back and say, you know what, everything doesn't need to be perfect. We have to see what's going to hit and be okay with changing and shifting and, you know, recognizing mistakes and making some changes and seeing what comes next. So it's just, it's kind of just get out there and do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just take a chance, just you know, chance. trust, trust, trust the teams, trust, you know, the people that, you know, obviously you know what you're doing, talking about collaboration. I think that's fantastic. So if people yeah. wanted to go to learn more about targeting, where would they go? Um, well, targetings.com. So you can head to the website. Um, there's a lot going on on the website, but it does show kind of what industries we help serve. And at the end of the day, we are a, we're a small business, right? So we are customizing everything for, for our clients and our prospects. And, the tool targeting's platform is very powerful and i think it can be a little overwhelming when people think about automation right it's it hasn't been i mean it's starting to get adopted but it started at larger companies first and i think that at the smb world a lot of times there's some hesitation about trying to dive in is there a long learning curve how do i figure these things out and it's just do check it out a little bit and then schedule a demo schedule a call with somebody you know on our team to say you know what are you trying to accomplish and we can explain how the platform can do this for you very simply, right? Because if it's not simple the way that we see things today, it's it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Love the idea of leading with value too, talking about the demo, kind of walking through the capabilities. I think that's, you know, a great way, great way to start off the relationship. Yeah. 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 So Chris, is there anything, you know, as we start to wrap up this conversation, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with, either about targetings, about the industry, about growth in general? Um, that's a good question. Um Growth is scary. It feels like everything is scary now, right? Growth is scary. <laughs> Change is scary. Getting to perfection is scary. Making mistakes is scary, right? Um, I don't know. I think it's just don't overthink things and and have the conversations, right? Almost anybody is open to having a conversation, right? Unless they're completely narcissistic about themselves and their their time is so valuable, right? I think people like talking. If it's a space that they're in, anybody, right? You probably love having these, con- these conversations about content, about growth, about markets. And, you know, it's just, 
if you like the space, go have those conversations. I think people will find out that most people are definitely open to it. Um, yeah. And, you know, don't be scared by AI. That's the other one. Um, you know, especially for small teams, you know, we use it constantly and it's not to replace things that you can't do on your own. It's just to help with the timing, right. And scale your production, because at the end of the day, you're the one that's got to be driving it. Right. So you can use a lot of content creation, you know, tools out there to just do things faster than you would have, but it's still, it's got to be your voice. It has to be your message and you have to ultimately understand your customers what's the value that they're seeking that you can provide to them? What are their pain points? And just put the guardrails on it, right? Mm -hmm. Just kind of point it in that direction rather than content creation for content creation's sake, right? Mm -hmm. Use it to enhance your presence out there. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Well, Chris, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you breaking down, you know, the automating of social media, the collaboration within the communities for, for SMBs. I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah, great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.